0: Now is the perfect time to remove all blockages from your body with Reiki. That's why I've created the Fertility Foundation Collective. We now have over 60 Reiki babies. To join, go to carolinasotomayor.com. Hi, I'm Carolina, your podcast host and expert womb healer. Over the past five years, I've served over 500 women to remove physical blockages in their bodies. We achieve this with Reiki. I believe healing doesn't have to be done alone, nor should it be. You will hear stories of healing, methods to heal with, and guest speakers covering taboo topics you won't hear anywhere else. Let's continue this journey of womb healing together. Hi, I'm Carolina, your Reiki master and podcast host. Do yourself a favor and subscribe and to support our podcast, please leave a rating and review. I would be so thankful. So today we're talking about what I've learned after sixty-eight Reiki babies. So it's early October, twenty twenty-two, and as of right now, we have sixty-eight Reiki babies. Those are Earthside and also still in the womb. So we're gonna dive right in. I have been practicing Reiki for over five years, and I've seen over five hundred women, and. The number one thing I would say is everything goes back to the womb. The womb is where the sacral plexus chakra is located. And that energy center, because every chakra is an energy center, controls the emotions It also controls pleasure, creativity, and also our connection to our soul. And a lot of our emotions that are negative can get stuck in this area. And that also can complicate our ability to have healthy periods, easy periods, meaning like they're less painful or pain-free. If this chakra is blocked, it can lead to painful periods. It can lead to complications in our fertility. It can lead to things like PCOS or endometriosis, which is very common. If you're trying to conceive, those are the two top ailments. If you ask any reproductive endocrinologist and infertility specialist, an REI doctor, they will say the two things that they see the most is PCOS and endometriosis. I know this because we just interviewed uh, Dr. Carolina Suelo from California, and that's what she said on our podcast. So. It is so important to work on our emotional health. When we're trying to conceive or we're preparing, I always try to get women before they're actually trying. So we can do womb blessings and womb clearing and figure out where our chakras are. So we can make sure we're doing a balancing and making sure we know our triggers and actively putting a plan in place so that we are aware of what we need to work on, what our strengths are and how to de-trigger ourselves so we can live lives peacefully and happily. So the next thing is this symptom is never the root cause. And that means that if you identify, oh, I'm an anxious person, I'm a shy person, but what made you that way? Is there a life event that triggered that that type of response. So if a person doesn't like to be seen or public speaking, like say they're scared to speak in front of a crowd, what are their beliefs around their voice? What is their beliefs around communication? What is their belief around being seen in a large capacity? So was there an event when they were young, between ages zero to seven, where maybe they had a trauma where maybe they were picked on, or maybe there was a big event and they were terrified or were bullied. Usually there's something in our childhood that influences how we behave as adults. So the symptom is never the root cause. Everyone has a story. So even if you've had the most perfect childhood, there's always something to heal. And even if your relationship with your parents is great. I'm glad. We want you to be thriving. We want you to have healthy relationships with people you choose to have in your life. But everyone has a story and everyone has something to heal. Not everyone's sacral plexus chakra is closed. Mine's open right now. So you want your chakras to be open and flowing and connected so your energy could be optimized and your fertility can be optimized. So have as much compassion as possible because you don't know what other people are going through. They teach in elementary school, like treat others the way you want to be treated. Is that the golden rule? I'm not sure. I'm trying a blank here. But having compassion and operating as a priority in your life, I want to live with compassion. Having compassion for yourself, having compassion for others will also dramatically reduce your stress and also allow you to give grace and less judgment. And this is really a huge shift in perspective. Having the ability to lead with compassion allows you to hold space for people or give grace to yourself and just really proceed and have outcomes that are more positive than if you hadn't. And I think that that's really important as you heal, that you know that you'll have more capacity for that. To hold space for someone like I do is a true honor. This person is opening their energy to me, their soul, their heart, their emotions, their secrets. And that is a privilege. It is not something I take for granted. Holding space also is a skill set that you have to learn. It's More than just active listening, it's asking the right questions and when. It's validating, making sure you're not invalidating someone's pain and their story, but also allowing them to have breakthroughs during that time. And it's important not to project onto the other person. To hold space for someone is solely about them. In nothing about you. If they ask for for your experience, then you can share it. But to hold space is truly an honor because then you can witness their transformation. You can witness, you know, they bear everything, their pain, their tears, their hopes, their fears. And it's super important to honor that sacred vulnerability. The last thing is when the emotions get stuck, breathe them out. Have, have a ritual to release. It's really important that we know that emotions get stuck. As soon as they come in, we feel them and then we release them. We're trained as people to stuff our emotions, to shut our emotions off. The quicker that we're not crying, the better crying is an inconvenience. Crying is an embarrassment. That's what we're taught as a society. It's okay to feel your emotions. It's healthy to feel your emotions, but it's also needed to have a practice or ritual to release them. My favorite way is breath work. You feel an emotion for 90 seconds and then you just release it. You have to make a deliberate choice. Am I going to release this or am I going to hold on to it? I have already suffered enough in my life and I actively have to remind myself to let go of things. And that has been a lesson I've learned a lot in my life and had to relearn it over and over again because, you know, that's different. Letting go of people, situations, memories, possessions... Anything, it's not an easy task. So sometimes we have to relearn life lessons. So letting go of emotions and having the skill to breathe them out is really going to be beneficial in how you continue to heal. The very last lesson is healing, no matter what modality you're going to do, is not a one time event. Healing is a commitment and you should have a relationship with healing, just like you have a relationship with your partner, your spouse, or money. You ever heard that like, oh, what's your relationship with money? How do you speak about it? I advocate for you to have a relationship with healing and that may look like Reiki or for some time I did trauma massage and it was really good for me. I did hypnosis I have tried different modalities of healing and I <laughs> I always come back to Reiki. So it's super important for you to understand how you heal best. And sometimes different seasons of life determine what I want to do. Talk therapy really doesn't do much for me anymore. I live a very accelerated life. I have a lot of entrepreneurial things always cooking, different projects. So I like to move fast. I like my healing to move fast. I want to release it and move on. I want to get things done. I am a doer. Always been a high performer doer. So for me, Reiki has allowed me to do that. Learning Reiki so that I can help heal myself is great. Occasionally, I will go to another Reiki master and I call it my tune-up. I go minimum quarterly. I did hypnosis for half of last year. That was very effective. So. However you want to choose to heal, just make sure that you have a relationship with it. Check in. How do you speak about your healing? That is just something that's really important. So after 68 Reiki babies, everyone's story is different. Everyone deserves to heal. And every mom that wants to have a baby deserves to have one. And how she chooses to have one. To hold space for someone is truly one of my greatest honors of my entire life. And every time that someone tells me that they're pregnant with a Reiki baby, I cry. <laughs> and I throw a celebration and we scream. And we're just so excited. There's nothing greater than helping a woman, a family, a couple create something that they have been desiring so long. And that looks so different for so many people. It might be embryo adoption. That might be insemination. That might be IVF. That might be natural. That might be with Clomid. That might be through a surrogate. And there's been so many different ways that we've helped people have babies. But Reiki womb healing, it for everyone. Anyone that wants to heal, that's for them. And the benefits of a Reiki womb healing a session and working with me, it just allows you to release things that you don't even know it's there. It allows you to physically feel lighter. It allows you to feel cleaner. It allows you to think more clearly. And it allows you to move forward with insight that maybe you didn't have before. So, Thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone that's ever contributed to my journey. And thank you for allowing me to get to 68 Reiki babies. I still get my breath taken away when I see a download and when somebody buys a Reiki session or they join my fertility membership or the pregnancy membership, that this is my life and I get to do my life's work. It never gets old. I always am so grateful from the bottom of my soul. It was an honor to connect and serve you this week. If you're a spiritually curious person wanting to conceive and heal blockages in your fertility, click the link in the episode description to learn more about the Fertility Foundation Collective. This October and November, all new members will be learning how to heal themselves with Reiki to boost their fertility. Make sure to grab your seat. Until next time, my friend, know your love.